you think we have enough <laughs> cold open coffee now? Just <laughs> rich people in the church. <laughs> Find something in there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's something. But in the problem is that that yeah. was like that was like a mini episode in and of itself. But there I also go. don't really want to release that mini episode. No, yeah, like <laughs> I keep world. whenever we do these, like we have these like little side conversations, and I'm always like, man, this would make a great mini episode if we had a Patreon. It's too bad yeah. we don't have a Patreon. Oops, and then oh, I just well. delete it. Like, <laughs> like I do still have <laughs> the old rough recordings. Like, if I really wanted to, I could go back in and find them. If I yeah. really wanted to, I don't want uh-huh. to though. That's the problem. Like, just, yeah. no, please don't. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, let's talk about some anime. See how much that takes. Okay. See how long that takes us to see if we can cover. Yeah, let me. Yeah, let me bring this in here. Welcome to Screenwalkers, where we, the walkers... Wait, hang on. I, I've screwed it up already. No, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been so long. Um, welcome to Screenwalkers, where the brother... Oh my gosh, I know I'm good. starting again. <laughs> welcome to Screenwalkers, the brother-sister podcast, where we, the walkers, tell you what's on our screens. My name is Becca. And I'm Josh. Awesome. It only took like a million tries. Uh, okay. <laughs> That that can be the cold open. That can be the cold open. Beautiful. Okay. Um. So, Josh, uh, is t- t- today we were trying to figure out what to talk about because it's been so long since we've talked. Yeah. And I mentioned that I had been watching, uh, two. I've been watching two different animes actually with Eliza lately. Um, the first one that I mentioned because I brought it up because um, the trailer for the first of the final movies today was released and i'm so excited and i'm so hyped about it uh first anime was haikyuu which i don't know if you know it is the volleyball anime i've you've talked about it multiple times to me before it's so i love it so much it's amazing um and then the other one we've been watching has been um the sailor moon reboot the from 2014 the sailor moon crystal okay Um, and it's hilarious how much she loves it like she's obsessed with it genuinely which is so funny because up until this point her favorite anime was demon slayer (laughs) uh-huh just, i think it's hilarious um but you know like it makes sense to me because like as much as she's been on her i'm not like other girls kick lately because she's like 12 right um uh-huh. well she's 12 <laughs> and she likes anime so that you know she's she and she likes anime, and so like of course she's not like other girls right um but i've it's been so fun watching her love Sailor Moon Crystal because she's always loved pink and like girly things and makeup and things. Uh-huh. Right. And so it's so fun to watch her like combine those interests. And like it's just become like this perfect storm for her. Like she's nice. she loves Sailor Moon. She's obsessed with Sailor Moon. Sailor Mercury uh-huh. is her favorite. That's the blue one. Uh, okay. <laughs> and she, every single time uh tuxedo mask does his sad little anime anime boy goth thing we get to laugh at him and we laugh very loudly because we're rambunctious like that and it's just been a lot of fun so i figured today we'd just talk about uh all things anime and our admittedly very limited experience with anime and see where we get (laughs) can i ask you a question yes is sailor moon a retelling of tale of princess kaguya or I'm, no. is that something that I have? I thought I had heard that once, but I may just be. It's got a lot of similar themes to Kaguya, but n- I would say no. So Sailor Moon is the tale of um, Usagi, who she's like this, you know, fourteen-year-old anime schoolgirl, um, very clumsy but very like cheery and friendly. Um, she worries she's you know not like you know, the greatest person in the world, whatever. Mm. Um, and then she meets this cat, Luna, who uh, gives her 
the power to turn into Sailor Moon and like Sailor Moon is like a character that Usagi uses to like go around and you know like save people from the evil basically it's really it's really stock standard magical girl anime stuff which I say stock standard it was the blueprint for magical girl anime like every single magical girl anime that has ever existed from that point on it has been based on Sailor Moon it's got like the magical transformation it's got like the you know the power of friendship nonsense and all of that it's it is the blueprint right yeah so um as so Usagi goes around, she's Sailor Moon, she starts recruiting other girls. There's Ami, who's Sailor Mercury, uh, Sailor Mars, whose name I can't remember, Sailor Jupiter, whose name I also can't remember, um, and eventually they get to Sailor Venus as well. I think there's up to nine, but I haven't, like, I don't remember, <laughs> like, who all of them are, but, like, there's, you know, Sailor Neptune, Sailor Venus, I don't remember if there was a Sailor Pluto, there probably was. Mm-hmm. Anyway so but so she meets like the first the core group of five is like the first season right so it's sailor moon sailor mercury sailor mars sailor jupiter sailor venus eventually um and then there's also tuxedo mask who is just like this hot mysterious anime boy running around and everybody's trying to find this thing called the legendary silver crystal which is just this diamond that has like immense power and the evil people want to get it because they can resurrect their evil queen with it um and the nice people want to protect it so that the evil people can't use it and it's basically the thing right but it's it eventually it is revealed that usagi is the reincarnation of uh the princess of the moon kingdom who like a thousand years ago um like was from the moon came to earth which was like this is like back in a time they imagine kind of the earth as being like a single kingdom with like you know an aristocracy and everything so like the prince of the earth was this guy named endymion um mm-hmm. and that's tuxedo mask tuxedo mask has also been reincarnated he's endymion she's princess serenity the princess of the moon uh and uh when their love was discovered the humans kind of rioted killed endymion almost killed sailor or princess serenity and then so her mother the queen of the moon was like okay we're going to have you reincarnate on earth so that you'll be safe and so that's who usagi is she's like the reincarnation it's not exactly like princess kaguya where like she's born to human parents and eventually like jets off to the moon to reclaim yeah. her right uh-huh. own. but it does have a lot of similar themes like it's she is you know the princess of the moon um and, and like, they do return to the moon eventually like to do things but like the kingdom has been ruined there's not really anything to return to they're just trying to preserve life generally in the universe okay i can see where you're coming from with that uh all of this long-winded explanation to say yes no but kind of (laughs) yeah yeah that sounds yeah yeah great and actually it's really interesting that we're talking about sailor moon already because the first question on my list was what was the first anime you remember watching and uh, sailor moon wasn't my first anime that i ever watched because we didn't have cable so we didn't have like adult swim or anything or yeah. you know anything uh-huh. like broadcast anime to the wider public mm-hmm. but i do remember in there was like a in one of the classrooms at manila it was i had to have been like third or fourth grade or something there was like a sailor moon chapter book i actually did some research and i think i found the book a couple days ago i i don't remember what it's called but i screenshot it <laughs> i'll have to look it up later um but it was just like this little chapter book it was like a novelization of sailor moon right yeah and i remember reading that book and being like so fascinated with the idea of like wow sailor moon sailor mercury sailor mars that's crazy man i want to be a magical girl like that you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh yeah before you know like yeah like not even really knowing what anime was yeah it was like that was like kind of my first exposure to it and i thought that was really interesting it's especially interesting that we're talking about it now. So, so to expand on to that, what was the anime you first remember watching, Josh? Well, when we were little, I remember seeing some episodes of Avatar The Last Airbender. That's kind of anime adjacent, I would say. Yeah. I would say kind of along a similar vein, uh, some of the DV- the Disney DVDs that we used to have in the early 2000s came with ads for uh, Studio Ghibli movies. 
Yeah. Which was like another uh, first exposure of anime, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like uh, Kiki's Delivery Service. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing ads That's for awesome. that one. Yep. Um, I don't think I ever willingly watched an anime. Did you ever introduce me to one? I feel like maybe you did. I don't know for sure, though. I mean... I'm trying to remember. I know I lent you guys a bunch of Studio Ghibli DVDs when you were yeah. sick with COVID. Um, uh-huh. I feel that. like at that point I'd already watched like some of... Uh, at that I point... I was watching a few episodes of Full Metal Alchemist at home like when we had the Wii with the Netflix app. Uh-huh. Maybe that? Okay, so, so I'll tell you where I first... The first interest that I ever had in watching an anime yeah. came when I was on my mission with my companion. Mm. And yeah. I we were bored. We were waiting for something to happen. I can't remember what it was. But I asked him to explain like the rundown of Full Metal Alchemist for me. Nice. And he explained like the whole plot. And I was like, that sounds like an interesting plot to watch. Which it is. Uh-huh. Like... I, that's why I, that's why I think it's a good anime is because it like really is so complex with the political machinations and how everything comes together and it's kind mm-hmm. of insane to see how everything moves but um yeah. so that may have been the first one I ever watched or it could have been uh My Hero Academia which I still have not watched all of because it's still coming out and I stopped yep. watching like <laughs> 4 years ago yeah, I need to catch yeah. up on my Hero Academia too. It's okay. Um, yeah, nice. I love that. Uh, <laughs> I yeah, I I'm kind of similar. Like, I didn't really have like a super pressing interest in anime for most of my life. Um, the thing was like I had some friends like when I was in high school that were like really into anime, and so like you know we did our whole Avatar: The Last Airbender rewatch which was uh-huh. kind of the kickstarter for that and we love avatar last airbender here um great show always i don't care if it's not real anime by me um <laughs> but i do remember watching another anime based off of like there are two really specific ones that i remember watching there was one that i watched on the recommendation of a friend that turned out to be really good um and that was uh, Clanad and Clanad Afterstory, which are two separate series, but it's about this like guy in high school, like making friends and learning to fall in love. But it's a, like a drama, basically. Um, and uh, then the second series is all about him marrying the girl from the first one, and then their daughter, and like something happens and she dies, and then like he has to like go back and like explore his life. It's very this is your life, actually or maybe closer to it's a wonderful life of like him, like trying to figure out where he went wrong. And if he manages to get enough like points or whatever, he can bring his wife back. It's, it sounds, I'm being very glib about it. It was very emotionally affecting and I think it's still a really good show. Um, yeah. So I watched that on the recommendation, recommendation of a friend. I remember watching a couple episodes of clown out after story first, and being so confused and being like, okay, I have to go back. And so I went back and I rewatched the whole thing and it was, it turned out great. Um, yeah. And it's just, yeah. Anyway. And then the other one was one I've managed to find all on my own. Thanks to <laughs> one of those. I was trying to look up like clips from Clanad because like, you know how you are when you're like a fan of things, right? Uh-huh. And I very specifically remember clicking on a, like a compilation video of like top ten anime kisses or something, <laughs> which oh were, were rampant on the internet is. in the early 2010s, right? Oh, definitely. And rampant. And I remember watching it on my iPod because it wasn't an iPhone back then because we were I didn't have a smartphone until I got out of high school and was in college. I was watching on my iPod, and I I watched like this compilation of anime kisses, and there was one in particular that I thought was really interesting. Because immediately after he kissed the girl, the dude leapt off of the roof. And I was like, what? what, is, what what's heck? happening? I had to find out the context. And uh-huh. that one was... Um, the name of that anime is called Kaichuwa Maid Sama, or The President is a Maid, which is this girl who's a student body president for her school, right? 
like uh-huh. super you know kick butt take na- you know take names ask no questions who's like the context of the story is it's very gendered it's very similar to oran kind of in that way that it's like kind of centering discussions of gender in high school which is really interesting um and so like she's the uh student council president for the school that was only recently co- um made co-ed so like all of the girls you know like are kind of afraid of the boys and the boys are kind of angry that their free reign of the school has been taken away and she's you know what's her name misaki um is like there to you know whip the boys into shape and to protect the girls um but then also because her family is poor and she's working on scholarship she works part-time at a maid cafe (laughs) which is my first introduction to the concept of maid cafes too it was very interesting um and so like and then the guy the main love interest i don't remember his usui is his name um he's just like he's like the one guy that she can't control and he's constantly getting under her skin because he always plays it cool but like he's also at the same time like it's so obvious that he's obsessed with her he just like keeps showing up wherever she is and like will protect her if she's in danger and even though she keeps insisting that like she isn't in danger or whatever and so it is bizarre it's so bizarre. It's extreme. It's like the first anime anime I really ever watched. It's hilarious. Um, that's, I think what it was is somebody had taken like some kind of, I think it was a photo of Misaki in her maid uniform at work. And she was worried that it was going to get out to the student body and ruin her reputation. And, but like, Usa, um, Usui was the one that took it and he was just kind of like waving it around, you know, like, haha, like teasing her with it. And then at some point, like, they're on the roof of the school. She's chased him up there trying to get the photo back. And, like, something happens and the photo blows out of his hand and hits the school roof. And, like, he's... And she's just like, oh, no, my reputation's going to be ruined. What do I do? And he's just like, well, if you kiss me, I'll go get it back for you. And she's just like, what What are you talking about? And he's like, well, do you want the photo back or not? And she's like, yeah, great, fine. So he kisses her. And it's, like, this, like, really, like, tense and, like, insane moment. And then, like, he leaps off of the roof to go get the photo. <laughs> What the heck? It's honestly, genuinely though, I might recommend it. Like, <laughs> still. Oh my it goodness! I know blush like a good story necessarily, but it is fun and it's trashy fun, and there's so much like stupid trash. Like there's at one point she like goes to a rival school. And the rival school student president makes her dress up in a maid uniform because, like, he's figured out her secret and he's trying to intimidate her. Mm-hmm. And then, like, while she's trying to fight him off, like, Usui, like, kicks in the door and, like, run- helps her run away. And, like, there's another one where she's at work and she's having to lock up alone and, like, two creeps break in and, like, try to do something with her. And then, he like, he's there to protect her again. Or there's, like, one beach episode. Like, there's... They did a whole beach like arc for like three episodes where like she's walking to go join the other girls from her work at like a hot spring but like she's scared of ghosts and she hears usui following behind her or like coming back from something and like she almost hits him because she thinks he's a ghost and then like he like hugs her and like tells her that it's okay to not be scared it's it's extremely shoujo and it's hysterical and like honestly (laughs) If you're looking for a trash anime to watch, I have to recommend. It's very funny. <laughs> oh, dear. I don't know how well it's aged, because it's very 2000s, early 2010s y. Mm-hmm. So it might be pretty bad. Maybe I'll have to rewatch it. I don't know. <laughs> so that, yeah, that's the story of the first anime that I ever really found for myself. Hooray! Nice. <laughs> yeah. Pretty funny stuff. Anyway, um... Uh, it kind of along those lines. Um, what is the anime you remember watching most recently? Well, I, I, I recently rewatched Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. So. Yeah, best one, top ten. So, so let me run you through my history of animes because it's very short. Yes, do it. Um, so essentially, what has happened is I have been able to get into. I I say that I've been able to get into two animes. I've been able to get into My Hero Academia before it just got so long. It is there's so many episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Not as long as One Piece. 
That's true. Not as long as freaking Naruto. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That nice reminds bleach. me of Ash. Um, I remember binge watching every single episode of Fairy Tale in like two weeks oh no. when I was home from my first year of college and wildly depressed. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. I don't remember a single thing that happened in Fairy Tale. <laughs> um, then of course there's from Alex's Brotherhood, which I think is you know is a really good show. It's got the thing that I, I think know. is really good about it is that it's so tight because mm. uh, they're fitting it into they're fitting the whole story into sixty-ish episodes. I think it's 66 mm-hmm. episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's got to be uh, concise. It's got you know, it's got to give you everything you need without, you know, it can't spend too much time on one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that is a really good thing for it because it doesn't mm-hmm. take, t- if, if something is taking time, you know that it is an important thing. Mm-hmm. Like the fetching, the final day of the show where everything yeah. goes down takes a full 10 episodes, I think. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's like a tenth of the whole show is set just on this final day. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's so important. But anyway, so um, right. those are the only shows I've been able to get to. I've seen some episodes of... Uh, I think I've seen like half an episode of Demon Slayer. I've seen... Uh, no, I've just kind of seen random stuff from other shows. Uh, but then the other thing, of course, the exception, other uh, exception to that, is that I really like Studio Ghibli stuff. Yes, which, true. You know, like all of their shows. I think all of, um, all of the movies that I've seen, I've, I haven't seen a bad movie by Studio Ghibli. Yeah. Well, speaking of, have you seen the trailer for The Boy and the Heron? And are you excited? I have, and I think it will be fantastic. Yes, excellent. Continue. I'm excited to see it. Um. I mean, there are some shows that they have made that I think definitely aren't for me. Mm-hmm. Right? My Neighbor Totoro is definitely for little children. Mm-hmm. And that's okay, because, you know, I can appreciate okay. can that it's, yeah. it's a really good show for a little kid. Right? Yeah. Exactly. And it's got some really good music, too. I think that's... Joe Hisashi is the guy who does all of their music, Joe and he is phenomenal. Too. Amazing! All of his music is iconic. Top, so top good. Um, I I watched actually. There was a period a few months ago where I kind of watched. Uh, I'd go home from work and I would like watch another <laughs> Studio Ghibli because they're all on HBO. Sure. Um, and the ones that stood out to me were, The Wind Rises, mm-hmm. was beautiful. It's a really good one. Um, I really enjoyed. Castle in the Sky, I thought that it was a very, like, mm-hmm. if there was a movie that I would recommend uh, for getting someone into Studio Ghibli, I think it would be that one. Because it's mm-hmm. got enough of the storytelling that is very, like, it is a very, like, known story to a Western audience, I think. Mm-hmm. It's not something that's gonna, like, confuse people or be weird to people. It's a, a, it's a children's action-adventure story, and it's really good. Totally. Um, you know, I've seen other ones that are really good. You know, obviously, uh, Prince Mononoke, mm-hmm. Spirit Way, yeah. So, have you watched Porco Rosso recently? Because I think the more I watch it, the more Porco Rosso actually becomes my favorite. Which is... I'm not the last yeah. time I watched it was loaned it to us. Okay, sure. You should rewatch it because it's okay. Oh, good. Um, I mean, you should rewatch all of them because they're amazing. But yeah. there's something so neat about how po- Porco Rosso... I think maybe it's just because these are kind of themes that I've been fixating on myself lately. Mm-hmm. Like, it's this sense of melancholy for days gone by, but, like, not quite nostalgia. Like, there's, a, I think there's a difference between nostalgia and longing for the good old days versus mm-hmm. what Porco Rosso does, which is you know, kind of regretting the person that you used to be, but also okay. like appreciating where you are now. Mm-hmm. Like, like the sense of melancholia is incredible. It's amazing. It's so good. Yeah. Like, and like I said, this is a theme that I've really been drawn to. Like, I mean, the script for Soulless Curse Holdings is like the most obvious example I have for citing my own 
baggage in this like but like i've been really drawn like i keep writing short stories about how about how like there are people and things from high school specifically because like that's kind of what i've just been thinking about because like i'm kind of nearing my 10-year high school reunion right and Mm. like thinking about how like there's so much i know now that i didn't back then and that if i had known it back then i probably would have tried to treat those people better or you know like there are things that i know about them personally that if i had known or that if they had known about themselves you know maybe things in our friendships you know whether they exist or not would have gone differently or you know just these things of like i wouldn't go back and change who i am i wouldn't go back and change what happened but i do still wish the best for them does that make sense mm-hmm. and i think that that's i that's something i think that that's speaking to me really personally um right now and it's something that just uh that, that porco rosa does really really well i think <laughs> just like and I think it's, it helps that it's set um, in fascist Italy, like right before World War II, right? Like this sense of, you know, another war is coming. There's, you know, change is happening in the world. Governments are corrupt, but we will always have good people to lean on and to depend on. And I don't know, for an amalgamation of those reasons, I think Porco Rosa is just really special to me. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's really good. You should watch it. If you haven't, okay. oh, yeah. I mean, I have watched it, but I will. Anyway. No, you have watched it. Yeah, I know. It's for anybody that hasn't watched it yet. <laughs> ah, yes. Sending our anyway. recommendations out to the internet. Yes. Cool. So that's that. Um, continue with your history of anime. Or were you done? That was. That's pretty much it. That's what I've done with anime. Although I remembered because I I went on to HBO while you were talking and I looked through the yeah. list of uh. I went through the list of the Studio Ghibli stuff that they have on there, and I remembered that when we were younger, we went to see The Secret World of Arietti in theaters. Yes, we did. That was at Water Gardens. Which may have been our, our first interaction with a Studio Ghibli movie. In terms of actually I think that might have been your interaction with the Studio Ghibli movie. I think I'd seen some before then at that point. Okay. Yeah. Probably not a lot. I think that was like at the beginning of, like, because I had known about Studio Ghibli for a long time, but like I hadn't really had access to it before then. You know. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Okay. So the next question. I don't know. Do you have something that you want to bring up or? No, nothing. Cool. Uh, so the the next we've kind of talked about this already. What would you say is your favorite anime of the few you've seen? Hmm. This is including Studio Ghibli. Yeah, you can include film. You can include movies. Yeah, that's okay. fine. Or I said film and movies are the same thing. You can co- include film. You can include TV. Um. Why do you pose such hard questions to me? I don't know. Why do you do this to me? I'm sorry. I try to, I'm trying to inspire thought. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being facetious. <laughs> um, so there is within me hmm. a, a desire, an allurement, a mm-hmm. desire to be allured. I don't know. Sure. Something like that. You get the... I didn't. I didn't say it right, but you get what I'm trying to say through those words. Yeah, you 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 want to want. Yeah, uh, I have. I I enjoy movies that have sad things. In them. Sure. Movie, not just movies. Literature mm-hmm. that expounds upon grief, themes of grief and sadness within yeah. humanity. Because I think I think that when we confront these stories, whether it's a fictional story or whether it's a true story, I think that we are. Uh, it is my personal opinion that it is the human condition to reach out and empathize with a person who is going through an experience like that mm-hmm. that is causing grief, right? 
Indeed. Um, and so when I see something like that, I tend to see the best of humanity. And as a result, I tend to think that some of the best movies I've ever seen are really sad movies. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to say here that my favorite anime I've ever seen is the Studio Ghibli film Grape of the Fireflies. I I knew that's exactly where you were going once you started <laughs> talking about sadness. <laughs> it's so sad. Because I, I think it's what, I think it's justified. It's incredible. Yeah. I had seen I had seen some movie some like lists of the best uh, Studio Ghibli films before I really started getting into them. And I had seen this one, and I thought, oh, this one could really mess me up. <laughs> I really want to watch it. And that yeah. was like, so that was the first one. Like, once I started getting familiar with the Studio Ghibli films, that was the first one that I chose to sit down and watch. Mm-hmm. And it really, like, struck a chord with me. Mm-hmm. It does a number on you, for sure. Yep. Would you then also say that Grave of the Fireflies is the anime closest to being quote-unquote art, in your opinion? What is art? <laughs> I made a criteria. <laughs> I have a list. I mean, I mean, if you take if you take it right, you can you can mm-hmm. freeze a frame of an anime, and you mm-hmm. can put it up in. You can put that frame up in a. Mm-hmm. Uh, up in a museum. And you can you can say that it's art, right? Yes. And that can be art. It can um, be art. Yes. But I think that to me, something that has artistic value is something that speaks to my soul. And so, in that way, I do think that it it does qualify as art. Is it the most artistic thing? I don't know. Can I quantify that in any meaningful way? I don't know. Yeah. I, I I come back to um I went to the when I when I first uh was going to BYU, I went to the mm-hmm. MOA. Cause they had an exhibit up that was all of the Pulitzer Prize. Oh, oh the Pulitzer. Pulitzer okay, Prize. yeah, sure. Yeah. So they had they had this exhibit that was all of the Pulitzers. And I remember going in there and like feeling changed as a result of going into this, right? But at what point in the experience was I changed? Was it one particular photo? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. It was, you know, step by step, seeing these photos that had been taken, you know, photos of extreme joy, photos of the best of the human condition, photos of the worst of the human condition, photos mm-hmm. of people helping each other, photos of people... um Know, destroying others' lives mm-hmm. and the stories that were associated with them. Uh, in that way, I think if we're talking about something that is transformative, not in and of itself, but in and of its audience, mm-hmm. I think that anime could easily be art. Is there a specific anime that you would call out as like reaching that goal better than others? Or... Of the animes that I have seen, <laughs> Grave of the Fireflies again, I would say, yeah, it's, uh, it's, is really, it's good really good at mm-hmm. reaching out to its audience and having a message and saying something about that message. Right, it is not as much interested as in entertainment as it is in expressing the. Uh, like the background of well, this is this is this isn't just something that somebody made for fun. This is the people who worked on this. This is this was a part of their lives, mm-hmm. right? This is something that was very real to them, and they're sharing this with others because that event, the event that uh, caused the art to happen, the events that caused the art to happen, inspired the art. Mm-hmm were transformative to those people who made the art and they want it to be transformative to you. Oh, uh, wind rises also. If it has to do with world war two, <laughs> you better bet that I'm going to be influenced. I don't want to be like 
particularly defensive of anime because I don't, A, I don't think it needs it necessarily. It's become so hyper popular in the last 20 years. Like, it doesn't need me to defend it. You know, small podcast host, like 10 listeners. Yeah. You know? Uh, Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, there is like a lot of elitism around what anime does kind of as like a genre and like as well because like i think the first assumption that we get is that anime is a genre anime is not a genre anime is a medium it's a very specific set of you know creation creative rules and like boundaries yeah that it's working within you know, the context of the technology that it was born of, that's working in the context of a people, you know, and a culture that it was made in, mm-hmm. um, specifically post-World War II Japan, right? And, like, it's, I think it's, it's absolutely insane to s- categorize all anime as, a, like, a single genre. Because, no, it's not. It's a medium. Anime is a medium. And from there, we can start getting into whether specific anime are art right or artistic right because you've got your you know traditional bargain bin poorly animated uh like fan service stuff right (laughs) like the things that are really awful just for the sake of getting you a little bit horny you've got that bit but then you've also got like like you said grave of the fireflies like these sweeping historical epics or like these really tender stories like telling stories about the way of like the way war affects us and the human condition and all of these things and then like in between those two wide spectrums there's like basically any anime you can conceive of (laughs) and -hmm. like it's been done because the whole idea around the anime industry is that like they're not they're striving so hard for quantity over quality most of the time yeah but you know, inevitably, as you do within that overarching quantity, there's always going to be quality to be found. And mm-hmm. like, I think that that's where the fun of watching anime comes in is finding the good stuff amongst the bad stuff, finding the diamonds in the rough amongst the sl- the sludge pile, right? And uh, so, like, I mean, you know, you could do this. I've got like my little is it art, my three points. Um, criteria that i don't know if you remember this that like i'm absolutely positive that this is how anime works or not anime uh, this is how art works now and like i'm (laughs) going to become a scholar i'm going to write like a paper about this but so my three points are a craft this is where it's most obvious to sell if an anime is any good or not does it look good basically Mm -hmm. um like have the people working on it been working on their craft for a long time yeah. Um, has the art gone through many drafts and iterations to get its final form? Does something about the an- the medium of anime help to ascend, you know transcend the story in any way? Um, then the next two are uh, theme and intention. Uh, does the art try to answer a question, and is the art even trying to be art? Because like a lot of those bad animes aren't trying to be art. They know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly what they're here for. They're not trying to be good. Yeah, but then there are a lot of anime that are trying to be art, and whether they succeed or fail is based on like a number of other metrics, right? Ugh. And it's yeah, it's I don't know. Like I, I again, I don't think that anime needs my defense. Yeah, but I do also think that there's a really good discussion to be had about anime culture and who has been the mainstays in anime culture and how anime culture has continued to proliferate. And also, maybe we need to bring some of these people in and have a little bit of a discussion with them. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not thinking about anybody specifically. Like, I'm just kind of thinking of, like, the stock standard weeaboo, like, stereotype in my head. The people that are, yeah. like, you know, they are only into anime because they like to sexualize women. Mm-hmm. Great. Thank you. Next, please. <laughs> Move on. And I think that yeah. that's, you know, that is a subsection. Mm-hmm. That is a thing that can happen in any form of media, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, taking on that 
purpose for your art, uh -huh. right? Um, anyway. Yeah. No, I There's a lot it. of reasons that people make things, and some of it's to make money off of people and their interests, right? Mm -hmm. Some of it is to make something that will outlive you, right? And that it will inspire people to make their own art. So that's kind of the... I think as long as you're making something that has a purpose in and of itself that isn't just... I'm going to say isn't artistically self-sufficient does that make sense mm -hmm. and sometimes mm -hmm. sometimes you make something for yourself right but it's because okay. you have an idea it's because you have a desire to do something um, mm -hmm. as long as not this purpose for making i'm gonna say this uh if the purpose of your art is to make money i think that you have failed in your work i don't think there's any problem i think there's no problem with using your art to make money right if you mm. make good art right if you make art you deserve to be compensated for that work that you've done mm. but the if the that is if that is the reason that you are making art then i think that that isn't digging deep enough into your personal reasons and your desires i i think that with how popular anime has gotten i think we've managed to find the wider scope of it like the yeah. wider general appeal you know like because i think if you went back and looked at what animes companies were choosing to port over trying mm -hmm. to bring in that initial audience right i think it would be very very telling the ones that they selected to bring um yeah. but you know as anime has grown more popular over the decades and has become more you know wider audience right and more generalized towards just generic american audience broadening what has been chosen to bring over right i think it's drawn in more fans and i think that that means that like you know the selection that we have now is a lot better than it used to be if like honestly if you're trying to get it if you want to try an anime now is the best time to try like there are so many different options like you don't have to limit yourself into liking sword art online anymore or mm -hmm. you know anything right like or naruto you know, or naruto or fairy tale or pokemon or dragon ball or uh yeah. you know anything right so yeah yeah that's great i'm gonna say this um i think that uh right so the people who the people who will take anime right and ca yeah. categorize it and say i don't like anime or i don't think i would like anime for x number a, a, a b c right yeah. these reasons why um but if you haven't tried to find something that you appreciate in that uh something that you would enjoy i don't think that you if you haven't found anything and you have like gone through everything, then that's whatever. But I think that uh, most people will be able to find something that they enjoy because I think that saying that you don't like anime is kind of like saying that you don't like sports. Yeah, exactly. If well, someone it's not says, saying like... <laughs> if someone says that they don't like sports, then they don't understand why people like sports in the first place yeah totally right it's like if you don't like sports you just haven't found the sport for you truthfully yeah exactly or you haven't found the reason to like a certain sport right mm -hmm. this Whether is it's a precursor watching or playing, right yeah this is a precursor to five episodes from now when i go off about college football and how it's better than people think it is <laughs> No, you know what? what? You're right. It is better than people think it is, and that's why we need to pay um, student athletes better. Oh, we need to pay all student athletes better. Like every student, athlete, student athlete deserves yeah, exactly. to be paid because <laughs> they're doing a full time job. Yep. And they're being usually, you know, depend. It depends on the school, but usually they're being televised, right? Yeah, they're being um, televised. They're all of their work that they're doing. Is I was like... thinking about this. Right. I was <laughs> thinking about this. I was like. In, I was trying to put myself in place of a, a student athlete, right? Mm -hmm. Imagine having to go to practice every day, right? Mm -hmm. Where, how would I work? 
You but don't. I, and I'm going yeah. to school at the same time, right? Like, yeah, exactly. if <laughs> I have been to college, I am currently in college. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you, work and school make up most of the day. Mm-hmm. And I cannot imagine trying to fit another thing that is like practice for three or four hours every week. Single day, yeah. And then going and then, to like, games. games right? on top of that, yeah. Going to a game or going to a, a, a meet, right? Mm-hmm. On top of that would just be absolutely ridiculous. So I think the student athletes deserve to be paid. Yes, definitely. Agree. We can have an NCAA rant on another day. <laughs> yeah, I can talk all about college sports. Nice, do it. Cool. We should do a sports episode because I was thinking about this actually after that crazy week in women's sports a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Where, like, Coco Goff in the US Open and um, Nebraska women's volleyball. Like, that was crazy. Okay, I had you a hear... time being a sports fan that week. Do you want to hear my hot take? Yes. I'm going to send you a picture right now. Okay. This picture is, I don't know. What do you what do you, what do you know about BYU women's soccer? Very little. They're really good this year. They were ranked what? first in the nation for a little bit. Whoa! So this is the gates to the South Field. Wow, that's fancy. Super fancy. It's been this way for a long time, actually. That's the yeah. gate to the South Field. But the problem is that the rest of the field. Doesn't look like that, and I need it to. I need it to feel like I'm walking on to a European soccer pitch mm-hmm. because I want, you know, I just want this to be a thing. Anyways, I'm gonna write a letter to BYU. I'm gonna say, hey, first off, change the name because it's just called Southfield, and that is the mm-hmm. boringest name. Change it to something cool. You know what you uh, should do? You should get like super rich and sponsor them to remake Southfield and then have them name it after you. Like you're the benefactor. Here's the problem is that I want to become like, I want them to make a new position. That's the like designer of the campus because I have so many changes. Mm-hmm. Change the, <laughs> change all the buildings, please. Yes. Not, not all the buildings. Some of the buildings can stay. The newer buildings look good. Change the old buildings. They look mm. boring and brown. <laughs> I want the campus to feel like, Dear dear listener, I you you'll probably cut this part out. But dear listener, if you've ever been on the campus of the University of Florida, you know what I want this to feel like. Because <laughs> everything is brick and like ivy and mm-hmm. it just feels intellectual. <laughs> <laughs> Real Harvard vibes from you, yeah. Real Harvard vibes from the University of Florida. Anyways. Nice. Anyway, that's my rant about architecture on beauty campus. Beautiful. It's two. It's 270s. It's not like 1800s enough. Anyways, yeah, I think yeah, that's. No, I love it. You uh, I I think that's that's a good episode. Nice. We've done good. Done did good. Cool. I'm trying to think of like if there's anything else I want to talk about. I just kind of want to talk about Haikyuu, actually. <laughs> I mean, I love Haikyuu so much. Every single one of those boys is my children. They're my sons. I want to protect them from <laughs> all harm. Nice. <laughs> yep, it's... Yep. Mm-hmm. That's all I've got. I don't know. I can't talk about Haikyuu, because, like, have you watched any Haikyuu at all? Or No. Yeah, I didn't think so. It's... Joshua, genuinely, it's so good. Like, it's like... Where it really, really shines is characterization. It's like, it's like a masterclass in characterization. It's kind of action, fantastic, actually. It's because like every single person on the team gets their focus episode, and then every single, like, not every single person on every single opposing team, but a lot of people from the opposing teams also get their focus episodes, and like every single time, it just leaves you so emotional. It's like heartbreaking actually (laughs) and it's no it's so good though like every everybody like there's not a single character in the entire anime that hasn't become the focus of like you know a small portion of the fandom right like everybody Mm -hmm. is somebody's favorite character which i love i think that's so cute uh also uh (laughs) i just i don't know i just love it also like the thing about IQ is that like it literally kickstarted volleyball participation in the in Japan again. 
Like right. so many people watched IQ and fell in love with it. That like it's so popular again now. That's awesome. And it wasn't like that before IQ came out, which I think is so great. Yeah, that's fun. So that's my little IQ rant. I'm very excited for the movie. Uh go volleyball, go sports. Yay. Yay, sports. If you want to see what I think is like the closest thing to anime being art ever, possibly. Um, the intro to Yuri on Ice is really, really good. Like, if you just just watch the intro, don't watch any of the rest of the show. Well, like, the rest of the show is great, too, if you do want to watch it. But, like, I won't make you. But okay. you should watch the intro, because, like, the song is great, and the animation is beautiful and amazing, and it's, like, it's so painterly and just gorgeous. And I think it's beautiful. And that's my Yuri on Ice thing. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening to Screenwalkers and our uh, horrible, uh, terrible ramblings. The horrors persist, but so do we. Um, <laughs> you can find uh, all of our uh, episode notes in our, on our website at screenwalkers, screenwalkerspod.com. Um, please visit the website. I just got my WordPress bill for the year, and it was like 70 bucks. So please visit the website because like we don't make any money off of this but i would appreciate just some people seeing it so because <laughs> i think i did really good on designing it so i tried my best i mean it's a right. wordpress site it wasn't that hard so <laughs> yeah yeah cool um any i don't know any other housekeeping to do i don't think so cool um Awesome. Well, have a good day. You too.